Welcome to the Canvas Rebel Podcast, where we believe your story matters. Your viewpoint and your insights matter. In our view, there is far too much coverage of the trends that ivory tower professors and billionaire fund managers are seeing. What's the edge in hearing the billionaire consensus view over and over again? The edge comes from hearing new perspectives and new information, like from the wedding planner who's worked with hundreds of couples during the pandemic and has noticed that new couples are allocating significantly more of their wedding budgets on small details like personalized neon signs, or hearing from an accountant who's seeing how there is a huge uptick in e-commerce clients generating revenue from in-person pop-ups. Those sorts of insights are what Canvas Rebel is all about. And today, Madison is chatting with some of our content partners about trends and lessons learned. Content partners help us in so many ways from sponsoring our mission to spreading the word about the work that we do and collaborating with us on content like this. And so with no further ado, here's Madison with today's panel. Hi, everyone. My name is Madison. I am so excited to be back with another episode of our podcast, talking about building a successful creative and artistic career. I have two extremely talented artists here with me today, both from the Miami, Florida area. And I am so excited to just learn more about each of you. We have two very unique styles and genres of art. So let's dive right in with some introductions. (laughs) Hi, um, everyone. My name is Davia Jennings. I'm a 28 year old mom slash nail artist. And I started, you know, drawing as a little girl, but as I started doing nails, it enhanced my gift of knowing how to paint and, you know, to paint such intensive art on a small canvas. It's, you know, it's kind of, it was difficult at first, but as yeah. I practice, it, it became very therapeutic and easier. And it made me say, let me expand my canvas and not just focus on one, you know, one area. If I can do it in in this area, I can do it in multiple areas. Yeah, and if you can do it on such a teeny, tiny, (laughs) microscopic scale, of course you could do it on something bigger. I feel like when it's that small, my eyesight is bad. I would not be able to see that good. Yeah, it, it. I'll catch myself like squinting. And oh yeah. Throughout years of doing it, I wouldn't say it really affected my eyesight, but because I'm looking at something so close in a bright light for so long, it's like to stare at things from afar kind of blurs my vision a little bit. But oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> Thank you. So my name is Samara. Hello, everyone. Samara Ash and. Uh, Basically, really quick, uh, I've been doing art for a very long time. I've been in fine arts, in all aspects of fine arts. But what took place is that after COVID, I noticed that at least for Miami, the Miami area, there was a huge influx of people moving down to the South Florida area. And I noticed a huge demand for different types of art services. So even though I had been uh, practicing as an artist for a long time, I finally established, due to COVID, Samara Studio which is a studio where I, I basically broke it down into three branches. So one of them is fine art for collectors and artists and galleries, and it's a photography in my work. The second branch of it is large murals and interiors for things like hotels and resorts and buildings and restaurants. And then the third section would be 
photographic uh, services. So photography services for, let's say, auction houses. Mm -hmm. So when a very expensive piece of work comes along to the South Florida area and they're going to put it into one of these huge auctions, I go and I photograph it. So yeah. that's what Samara Studio has to do. The services that I provide. Yeah, yeah that's mm -hmm. incredible. So neat to see both of you are so talented in your own unique ways, whether on a really teeny tiny scale or a massive mm -hmm. scale from nail <laughs> art to murals on the side of buildings. I think that's that's just amazing. Well, let's jump right in. I would love to know, and you both touched on this just a little bit in your intro. Have you always been called to a career as an artist? What challenges have you faced in your art journey? I mean, overall, art placing it to any context, let's say uh, teeny tiny work, large work, it all entails many things, especially being women, I think. Mm. It's very important to take many things into consideration, consideration in that sense. But overall, is if we analyze art, we're basically getting this idea, which is ephemeral, which is not tangible. And it's being processed through our brain. And then we have to come up with ways of making tangible, mm. making it be seen. It's like a physical object. Yeah. So that within itself has a lot of interesting developments. Like you mm -hmm. have to think about it, create it, and all that stuff. Um, I was called into this as a very young person. I came here when I was a little girl. And we I didn't speak any English, no family here, immigrant, um, no backups of any sort. So at the time, I was looking for something good to do. <laughs> Even though at such a young age, I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do? My family has no money. How am I going to pay for anything? How am I going to get money? How am I going to eat? Yeah. So uh, the quick version of this is that I was in elementary school and a teacher tells me, oh, you are, you know, you can paint. I'm like, no, I can't. She's lying. Or maybe they <laughs> interpreted or translated the wrong way. So she made me go into some sort of contest and I want like a little star, like an honorable mention for the painting. And then I listened to her and I thought, wait, if I do this forever in my mind, <laughs> then maybe I can make some money or, uh, you know, be able to do something. I'll be so good at, at something yeah. that uh, that will be my backing and support. So I started then and I never stopped wow. ever since. So wow, it's been it's been over 20 years of just painting day and night because wow. of that. <laughs> um, hurdles. Yeah, many of them, especially in Miami, it's very difficult to be able to make a full income for most artists off of your artwork. Yeah. Um, Miami is a very eclectic city and you have to diversify yourself. So I completely understand like doing nails and bringing art into it and then having to, for example, my company to cover so many services because in Miami, you know, you just have to day by day be able to apply yourself in order to make some money off of it and especially a full-time income from your yeah. artwork. And then, what do you think? Yeah. And not just a full-time income, but a comfortable, livable wage in Miami. Yeah. Which has exponentially, the prices of everything have gone up exponentially for sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. What an amazing story, though. That is so inspiring. I Have you been in touch with that teacher ever? Have you been able to go back and thank him or her for believing in you all those years ago so um a couple of years ago um someone did an interview and because of that that i finally opened up and told this story that i had never basically told anyone i don't think i even told my family like where this whole passion came from 
even though my my grandma used to paint back in Colombia but um so yeah so finally I reached out to someone of her family saw it the interview or me trying to reach out to the teacher and I did get in contact with the teacher I did thank her for everything oh, and now awesome. I am in full contact because she's you know she's older this was a long time ago um <laughs> they i i i'm still in contact with her daughter and um oh, yeah and i let her know like i got that off my chest thank you so much yeah. for believing in me even though i did not believe you and i thought you were lying or maybe someone didn't <laughs> interpret or you know or translate yeah. the right way so yes that is incredible okay okay so your turn um i feel like i was always called to do um art now as a you know a little girl I just you know it's like you have a gift but you don't really know if it's your purpose because you know you just have other things going on in life you may have multiple gifts and you don't know which route to take yeah so I would say you know as I started doing nails I felt like I was called once I started doing customers nails and how it made them feel they were so happy it boosts their self-esteem which I'm I was shocked like how can nails like make you feel beautiful but if that's what it, it does like I will it, it boosted my motivation to say let me keep doing this let me keep showcasing my gift so as I kept showcasing and you know doing reels and posting content of me painting the nails I got so much positive feedback and you know people were kind of amazed by you know how how good I was at doing nails so it made me say okay I'm called to this because you know other things that I was good at I didn't get as much recognition or public kudos so I'm like hey this is what I should stick to and you know some of the challenges when it comes to art is like trying to come up with something creative like uh, you know worrying about okay if I come up with this creative idea that's not you know copy from someone else is my original idea you know sometimes you worry about if people are going to like it yeah. or people are um people are going to copy and not give you any um credit credit yes that's like uh that's you know watching other artists go through that i'm like eh, it's not that serious but until i've experienced it firsthand it's, like, it's hard like you know, but you kind of have to look at it as like, okay, I'm inspirational instead of just focusing on the negative of yes. oh, someone's copying me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I love that. What a great story as well. I'd love to know next how you each attract your ideal clientele base. Now, when I started, I didn't understand like, you know, what crowd would be my niche, like who like what do my what do people want what is something that people are you know interested in getting on their nails um and i'm like okay let me just create a variety of styles and whichever one gets the most attention the most feedback the most compliments that's how i was like okay this is what audience i'm attracting so let me create you know nail art and you know press ones that would fit, you know, a customer's nail style. Yeah. Do you have a favorite set you've created? <laughs> I'm actually wearing it right now. Oh my gosh. What Tell is us. it? I want to see. I want to see. It's a Cleveland. <gasps> Cleveland. Oh, let hold see. on. Let me, I don't, let me see how I can. You got, you got too high quality of lighting on you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm not sure if you could see. No, we can't. But it, well, you'll have to send us a picture. Yeah. Okay. After. Uh, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Incredible. Oh, I can see a little bit. Yeah. That is really <laughs> um, so when you're making a set for yourself like that, are you taking like an artificial nail and painting it by hand, and then attaching that nail to your real nail, or are you painting on your own real nails? <laughs> I can paint on my real nails and like like I actually have some I'm sitting at my nail table so like this um like I'll take like a press on and uh-huh. and paint on it okay and just take off this sticky tab and stick them on or glue them on and wow it's, yeah that's amazing <laughs> I love that well next time I'm in Miami I've never been <laughs> but now I need to go and I will get my nails done and I will check out <laughs> the gallery, some photography stuff with you too. <laughs> hey, but how long does it take you to come up? Let's say one one of those nails, like how long would that take or the whole set? Ooh, sometimes like the art can take two hours to 12 hours. Ooh. Yeah. Because I'm painting on such a tiny canvas and it has to be, I'm like a perfectionist as well. But it has to look almost like a sticker to me. Yeah. But yeah, it and you know, I'm using gel polish, so it's not like it's, it's drying and they have to keep carrying it in an LED lamp. So that takes time too, but yeah, yeah it gets serious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's worth it. I look yeah. <laughs> so uh the question was um like how do we attract clientele? Okay. Um basically one of the, I think word of mouth is super important. So in other words, when you give really good customer service to someone, let's start with someone that close is close to you and your circle of friends or something like that. They definitely, they're going to refer, uh, you know, refer you to other people. Yeah. And that's how basically I've been doing this. I've been extremely busy, but it's just word of mouth. Of course, later on, I started to apply myself and, and I began to do research uh, who is really looking at my pieces? Um, what are they interested in? Can I target different types of age groups? Yeah. And um, and after that, then I applied some of the social media strategies. What were the, What was my actual strategy? I mean, there are so many, but <laughs> the strategy was do what you like, yeah. and that's going to be so genuine, and you're going to be able. It's just like um, it's going to emanate. And, yeah. and people are going to be attracted to it. And that's yes. basically, that was my strategy for creating work on, on social, which in turn showed people that I was working a lot. Yeah. My name is it, in their mind. And when they need things, they'll just call me up through social or, or ask someone if they know about me. And then, you know, they'll be referred to me. Yeah, I love that. Word of mouth is so powerful, especially emerging post-COVID. I think word of mouth marketing goes so far. My next question, how do you each create meaningful connections through your artwork? I Meaningful connections. The first thing I do is I listen. Mm. I listen to my clients. I make them feel very comfortable. Um, make sure that they understand that I'm not there to either judge or I, the first I'm there to acquire information from them to show them that we can work together, mm -hmm. uh, listen to them, pay attention to their needs. Yeah. And then after, when they're ready for it, then I provide my feedback and how I can possibly portray the ideas that they have in their mind. 
yeah. how I can make them, as we spoke about uh, before, tangible through my vision. And how is this going to bring more business yeah. or some sort of emotional satisfaction yeah. behind it? So I think that to me, the number one thing is listening. That definitely creates a connection with your client. The second part is placing yourself in their shoes mm -hmm. to be able to understand and comprehending exactly like what would they expect of me? Like why me to begin with? There's so many opportunities. There's so many artists out there. But what can set me apart from anyone else? And is that most probably by the end of our conversation or our interaction, they're going to feel comfortable enough that I'm not there from a place of I know about art and I am the artist <laughs> and you're not. But rather, we're working together to inspire yeah. each other, learn from each other, and yet I can utilize my resources to portray their brand in the way that they most probably didn't even imagine that they could. Yeah, I love that. So I built meaningful connections with my customers. By like for me, I feel like no matter how talented you are, no matter how good at what you, you know, how good you are at what you're doing, I feel like customer service is like number mm. one. Making sure that you understand the customer's <laughs> needs and wants. How can you deliver what they want? Whether it's yeah. Oh, I, I want I want nails like this and I want an ombre and I don't know what to do. Like, can, you know, like build that that trust with them as well, where they can if they don't know what, you know, if my customers don't know what nails they want, they trust me to say, hey, just do whatever you want. And yeah, give me that creative freedom. So I feel like just building, um, giving your open that door of comfortability with who you connect with, whether it's a potential buyer or your you know faithful customer that's yeah. what will build a long-term relationship with um with them definitely establishing that trust in any relationship whether that's through art or just work in general is is absolutely crucial to having repeat customers as well i think once you establish that trust from the beginning they're going to keep coming back. And then that turns into the word of mouth marketing too. They're going to tell their friends as well. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I agree. Well, my final question before we wrap up for today, I would love to know what's one piece of advice that has benefited each of you in your art journey that you'd want to share with our listeners. Do you want to take this? Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, a piece of advice I would give is just be original, be comfortable, trust yourself, trust your art. Because usually when you don't think too hard on what you want to paint or draw, it usually comes out to be like the best piece. When you, yeah. when you think too hard, you can't really focus on what is the purpose behind your art. So just be comfortable and trust yourself. Love that. Nice. Well said. Nice. Um, a piece of advice. Yeah, it, it, and it relates to what, what Davia is saying. You have to uh, trust yourself up to a certain point. So there are so many distractions out there in the sense, great things, great tools, of course, but they become yeah. distractions when you start to question yourself. Should I be doing this? Should I be copying mm -hmm. him? Should I be copying her? Should I follow their step? Or not copying overall their strategy, but what are they doing? And we, instead of us comparing ourselves to other individuals in what we're lacking, we should rather utilize other individuals as an inspiration to propel us to be ourselves and the best that we can possibly be. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. That being said, 
we really have to come to analyze like what are our morals and our values overall as human beings and as an artist yep. and what do we want to portray to others it's not a matter of just necessarily putting yourself out there because there's one thing that we haven't spoken about putting yourself out there as an artist is tough it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you're exposed. You're slightly naked. You're bringing out yeah. parts of your inside, your heart, your mind, yeah. your soul that you're placing into things. And people might not even understand where you're coming from. They yeah. might not even appreciate it or maybe appreciate it so much that you're like, you don't believe it. You're like, really? You like my stuff that much? No. Are you really <laughs> saying that? You just like me. You're my friend. Oh. But it's important to always have that idea like what are our morals of morals what are our principles what are our values yeah and what is it that we're saying and how is it that it's going to affect others believe it or not it's not that we can just there is a sense of uh, i think it's important to also filter in a sense be as creative as you can absolutely but think of these things that you're portraying to the world as an artist or that you're giving back as an artist how are they empowering yourself as a human being and how is it empowering others because ultimately, the only way that we can amplify as artists is by sharing our artistry, our skill, mm-hmm. but inspiring others. And that is, why, that is what is going to bring all of us into a new realm of, of, uh, of inspiration, motivation. And ultimately, that all yields to compassion yeah. for one another, placing ourselves Definitely. in other people's shoes. So it might seem a bit uh, intense, but truthfully, being true to yourself following your morals and your values will always be some sort of roadmap yeah. that will guide you to be the best that you can be and inspire the best that you can inspire in others. And I think that's success. That's it. We're good. Like we can go to sleep, happy and joyous. Yes. You wake up in the morning and you have hope for another day. And then yes, the money and the finances, trust me, if you do it in such a manner, they will follow thereafter. The money will always come. Yeah. Because sometimes we're very rich one day. And another day, we're kind of lower on the money scale, but we yep. all go through it. Yeah. Whether you have a lot or a little, things fluctuate in life. And tomorrow, it's you might have a lot, and tomorrow you might have very little. But as long as you can understand that you have done the best that you can do in order to empower others, then you'll definitely um, go to sleep happy and joyous and, right. and continue forward in this really hard journey in the arts. Yes. <laughs> yes. What an incredible conversation and a great way to wrap it up thank you both so much for being here i am just thrilled to see what this year has in store for each of you with your different respective art businesses and all that's to come i am feeling very inspired myself and we definitely have to stay connected yeah yes sounds good to me (laughs) well you have to come to miami that's it yes extended invitation Yes. Oh, you know, I'm going to take you up on that. <laughs> have, you been to, have you ever been to Miami or? No, I've only oh, been to okay. Orlando for Disney World one time. Okay. I've never been to Miami, but I feel like I'd love it. You I would. think you will. Yeah. Especially yeah. the yeah. food. Yes. Oh, the music, the art, and we're yes. here. Yes. So. The, the nails and the fine arts. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> we'll take you. We'll give you a little tour of the city. Yes. Yeah. 